everybody this is dr william clark here for leadership conversations this is the show where we talk about leadership according to the world that matters to you i wanted to uh come on real quick and talk about a couple of ways to uh immediately earn the respect of those that you lead now i'm reading uh i was reading an article by lucas miller and uh, he wrote this uh, uh, this particular article about ways to uh, earn respect of those you lead, and this is for Entrepreneur Magazine. And I, when I read these points, I, I thought, man, these are really on point, and I thought I would share them with you. And he lists about five things here that I want to uh, go over really, really quickly. And some of these will sound really, really familiar to you because we've been having this conversation uh, about um, ways to strengthen our leadership. So let me just jump in really quick about what Lucas talks about. He, the first thing he mentions it is to be passionate about your vision. Now, as a leader, we're constantly setting the tone for uh, the leadership within our organizations. We are the cultural uh, trendsetters in our organization further beyond being cultural trendsetters and curators of culture. We are the ones who are pushing a particular vision, an outcome that we believe is achievable as a result of us working together, as a result of our work being produced at a high rate of efficiency and effectiveness, and uh, as a result of our work making a strong connection with our customers. Now, when you start to sell that vision, in the early stages, you will notice that people may not be as supportive of that particular vision for a number of reasons. It really doesn't matter why they're not supportive for the purposes of this conversation, but just know that people may not be supportive of your vision. But you, my friend, have to be on top of ensuring that your vision is being told, is being shared, and ultimately the consistency with which you share your vision, the consistency with which you talk about your vision, the consistency with which you execute on that vision shows the passion that you have for what you believe in. The moment you stop showing passion, the moment you stop showing excitement, the moment you stop being uh, consistent about the vision that you have for your organization or your team is the moment people stop performing and behaving at, uh, in connection to that particular vision. All right. The second thing Lucas talks about is having a servant attitude as a leader. Now, there is a theory called servant leadership. One of my uh, professors uh, wrote uh, is the is the mother of that theory. And she, uh, you know, has developed that theory um, uh, extensively. And certainly servant leadership theory uh, is something that should be a part of what we espouse as leaders, what we pursue as leaders. Ideally, as a servant leader, you view your role not as someone who is in charge of everyone. You don't view your role uh, as someone who controls everything, who tells people what to do. A servant leader sees their role as someone who is there to meet the needs of the team. Okay, now uh, one of my favorite ways of expressing servant leadership is what Jesus Christ taught. Jesus taught his disciples that if there's someone who's great among you, someone who is considered uh, the chief or the leader among you, he is a slave or a servant to everyone. Okay, so as a servant leader, you are the one who serves the most people. And you are a slave, in, in, uh, in a sense, to your organization. Don't think of it as a negative thing. Think of it as I am here to ensure that you're able to do your best work possible. 
What can I do? How can I help? Here's the third thing Lucas talks about in terms of earning the respect of those that uh, you're leading. Be open to change. As leaders, you're going to come into an organization, into a team with a set strategy that you believe is going to work to get the job done. And you've likely developed that strategy as a result of your years of experience, as a result of things you've been through, things you've accomplished, things that you failed at, things you observed, things that you studied. For whatever reason, you're going to have your way of doing things. And that's that's that makes complete sense. Don't get me wrong. You should have a strategy. Quite frankly, your team is going to look to you for that particular strategy. They're going to look to you for guidance. They're going to look to you for perspective to add new value to new strategies, new tactics to get the job done. However, you got to have the mindset that while I may have a philosophy of how to get this done, the circumstances surrounding my work, the circumstances surrounding how we get stuff done, may have to be altered given some things I did not account for. While you have a strategy to get from point A to point B, developing that strategy may not have accounted for changes in the market, changes amongst your staff, changes in the economy, changes in customers, changes in the internal structure, etc. Those things are things you may not be able to forecast. So the best way to accommodate for those changes is to be open minded and be open to change. Be open to altering your strategy. Be open to readjusting your philosophy, your approach, your plans. You'll see the benefit of that. Because you as a as a team lead, as a leader, as the executive, you're viewed as nimble. But you also, by way of being open-minded, you're giving your staff permission to be equally open-minded about ways to do things better and differently. And that permission can change the culture of your organization tremendously. Lucas goes on with number four and says, take responsibility. At the end of the day, as the leader, you're responsible for what gets done or what doesn't get done in your organization. You can try to blame so-and-so for not following through or not doing X, Y, and Z. You can try that. But the truth is, as the leader, the buck does stop with you. The buck does end with you. It it ends with your decision-making, what you allow. Even if you claim you didn't know that this was going to happen or that you didn't know they were going to do this, it's it, it ultimately stops and ends with you, friend. So you have to own Everything that comes with being a leader, some things that you'll be working on, you will have no idea that this was going to happen. This was going to unfold. They were going to make that decision. I did not sanction that that uh, decision to be made. And at the end of the day, you're still responsible. You're responsible for what happens. And that's that's unfortunate. But you're also the one that gets the glory and the praise and the accolades when things go right and you had nothing to do with it. Just because you hired the team, just because you're the one that put the team in place, you want to get the credit. But you don't want to get the the blame when you put that same team in place and they make a mistake. You got to own everything. And here's the last thing Lucas shares. And this is so true for so many leaders. And that is respect is earned. You do not get respect because of your title. You do not get respect because of your position 
or how much you know or what you've been through. You get respect because you've earned it. You earn respect through consistency, through outcomes, through performance. Now, you would think that I'm sharing these things to earn respect from those that that oversee you. Perhaps you have a board or perhaps you have a CEO over you. No, you got to earn respect of your team just as much as you got to earn respect of those above you. Think about relationships as a compass. You have northern relationships, those who supervise you. You have east and west relationships, those that you consider peers. And you have southern relationships, those that report to you. You have to earn respect from everyone on that compass point, especially those that you lead. If you want them to follow you to the moon and back, You got to give them a good reason to do that. And I think that as you work hard on earning that respect, you'll find that your team will give you that respect and much more than you've ever expected or anticipated. So I hope this is helpful for you leaders who are looking to earn respect and you're trying to figure out how to transition in your role as a new leader, especially if you're managing or leading those that you used to work with. These are some good tactics. I hope you find this helpful. This is Dr. William Clark for Leadership Conversations, and we'll see you in the next show.